0: The Light FM presents Community Spotlight, a program designed to focus on what's important to you in your community. Now here's Braxton with today's Community Spotlight. All
1: right, thanks so much for checking out The Light FM's Community Spotlight, whether you found us on the air or on the podcast, on SoundCloud, or on our website, thelightfm.org. Thanks for being here. Hope to be an encouragement to you as we welcome Chip Ingram, the teaching pastor and CEO of Living on the Edge today today to the program, talking about stress and anxiety, potentially the most stressful and uh, anxiety-driven year that uh, I've ever experienced, and, and it could be for you as well. So uh, Chip's here to, to pour into our lives and give us some encouragement, and I, I got to ask you, Chip, as, and thanks for joining us, um, I, I guess before we begin, Chip, define stress, anxiety, um, what, they, what they mean, and, and, and also what they do to us.
0: Great question. Uh, Let let me give maybe three quick definitions, so that word has become almost a technical word, or I feel anxious. Um, Psychologically, from the from a psych textbook, anxiety uh, is the emotion characterized by unease, apprehension, dread, concern, tension, restlessness, and worry. The anxious individual often anticipates misfortune, danger, and doom. Anxiety is almost always a projection into the future of negative things that are going to happen. Uh, Biblically, the word literally means not to be, has the roots of a divided mind. Your mind is pulled in one direction and another direction at the same time. And it has the idea that of being mentally choked or strangled. And uh, the impact of anxiety, I mean, it's everything from, you know, we're anxious, we have butterflies in our stomach, to high blood pressure, to rapid heart rate. Uh, it, can, it can move to huge physiological, emotional depression, clinical depression. Uh, anxiety can have devastating impact in people's lives. And so, you know, the Bible speaks about an antidote to that, and ultimately, it's trusting God. But how do you do that and how it works is, I think, something really worth diving into.
1: How has anxiety changed?
0: You know, I think it, it's in general, it's changed in two or three ways. We've been doing some research recently, and with the advent of social media and um, the more sophisticated mobile devices, especially uh, in, in girls 15 to 19. Uh, suicide has skyrocketed. Hmm. Um, The anxiety levels across the board when people are isolated, like COVID-19, we we have, most all of us have never experienced, ever, a situation that the entire world is experiencing. And then you add to that social unrest and economic uh, absolute uncertainty or the loss of a job, the death of family members, the fear of catching the disease, uh, a polarized nation when it comes to nearly every political issue. I mean, we we are like in the perfect storm. If the goal was to make people anxious, uh, I think it would be hard to add anything to this soup to make it any worse in terms of environment for anxiety.
1: Yeah, that's good. We're talking with Chip Ingram, the teaching pastor and CEO of Living on the Edge, a program we air 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. here on the Light FM. Chip, what do you do biblically when you when you discuss stress and anxiety, especially now with folks dealing with a political climate that that is there's stress on both sides. But uh, what do you do? What do you go biblically uh, to answer some of those questions about how folks deal with anxiety specifically?
0: Well, I want to be careful that we don't give you know simplistic answers to really complex questions because there's a general anxiety, and then there's some listening to us right now, Braxton, where you know they there's panic attacks, uh, there's physiological issues, and um, there's not some simple little oh this is the only thing to do. But the number one command in all of Scripture, repeated more than any other, Old Testament and New Testament is fear not. Every time an angel shows up to meet someone, (laughs) their first word is almost fear not. Yeah. Whether it's Joshua or Mary or Joseph or um, Daniel, fear not. Uh, Whether it was the disciples in the boat uh, situations, there's a reason that God says fear not. And almost always, the reason for not fearing. And and fear and anxiety are are, are kissing cousins. And and the answer is, for I am with you. In other words, the the presence of God, uh, not just the the theory or even the theological reality, but the actual experience of the presence of God is the number one antidote to anxiety. When It's like the when we're little kids and, you know, we have a bad dream or we're anxious or we think there's a monster under our bed, what do we all do? We got up and we ran and we got in bed with mommy or daddy (laughs) or under the covers. Yeah. And, and there was something, I still remember those even as a child or, you know, when our kids were small and it is amazing, you know, their heart is racing and they're fearful and they lay next to you. And in about, you know, 90 seconds to about four minutes, you can feel all their body functions begin to relax because they're safe now. And and God wants us to know, I am here for you. And in Philippians chapter four, very common passage, he talks about, uh, I say it in a, in a simple way, when when anxiety knocks at the door of your heart, let prayer answer it. Mm -hmm. Let let me say that again. When anxiety, and in other words, you feel your heartbeat going up, you watch the news, or you you see something that's deeply disturbing, or one of your friends, or you find out you have COVID-19, or thoughts are are coming into your mind that, that are fearful and anxious, God says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God, and then here's the promise, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding, literally, it, it will act as an umpire or an arbitrator in your heart, and um, I don't know how deeply you want me to get into this, but when I've taught this in the past, I've had people come to me say, well, I'm anxious, and I pray, and the way some people pray when they're anxious is, Lord, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm afraid. Well, what am I going to do? This is so terrible. Oh, please help me. I don't, you know, and what they do is they just rehearse out loud before God all the issues that they struggle with. Yeah. When in fact, it's so interesting, the Apostle Paul is going to use four different words for prayer. And the first word says, okay, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything with prayer. And the first word is a pause an upward focus, adoration, who is God? Remembering who God is. And then he says with petition, that's the most common word, and it means to come then with your sense of need. And that's where you go from worshiping God first. You're all-knowing. You're all-powerful. You are you saved me. You love me. You've prepared a place for me. You, you know all things. And then the, the second word, petition, has embedded in it the sense of, I am absolutely helpless in and of myself. It brings you to a point of dependence. God, I can't solve this. I'm in need. It's this idea where you let go of control of I'm going to fix this. I'm going to. And then the the third word is with thanksgiving. And so not that you feel thankful, but you choose. God, I thank you that regardless of what happens, you're with me. Mm -hmm. I thank you that the worst that can happen, you promise that you'll use it for good some way, sometime. Lord, I thank you that there's more uh, to life than just right now and that you're for me and you've made promises. And then the very last word is is interesting. It's basically a word that means bring your specific grocery list to God. In other words, what do you actually want? Lord, will you calm my heart and my fears? Lord, will you protect me specifically from COVID? Lord, I don't have a job. Will you specifically give me a job that will provide for my family? And so when you walk through uh, that type of prayer where it's a high view of God, a recognition that you can't solve it, a giving of thanks and then a bringing of your specific things in my journal when I, you know, I feel anxious like everyone else. And, you know, what about this? and What about that? And, you know, are we going to be able to pay our employees or Mm -hmm. how many of our employees or family members have got COVID and what are we going to do? And what about the future? And, you know, I, you know, I, I I do this in my journal and I write it out, Braxton, And, and then when I get to, then I'll put a little box, I take my deepest anxious concerns and I turn them into prayer requests. And I have a journal that's filled with little boxes with check marks and dates that when I get really anxious, I go back and I think, wow, you know, we went through cancer together, God delivered. Boy, I remember when one of my kids went through this horrendous time, God delivered. Wow, I can remember when we couldn't even pay a bill and God delivered, or we actually made some major changes to our lifestyle. So, you know, I, I, I think it's, it's drawing near to God, but it's not kind of, there's not this little magic bullet. I think you, you enter into a process where your mind and your heart gets aligned.
1: Chip, if you were to encounter somebody um, that's dealing with anxiety, something that's been on their back for a long time, and they're like, you know what, that, that, I've had enough, I'm tired of this weight on my shoulders, what would you say to them? And what's, what's the first piece of advice you, you would tell them to, to do?
0: Uh, one is I'd sit down, on because I really love a good cup of coffee, and I'd get to know what's going on in their life and their heart. And then if they just said, okay, Chip, if you, if you, were, gonna, if you were my coach, my spiritual coach, and you were giving me a game plan, what, how can I at least attack this? First of all, if it was really off the charts and there's physiological issues, I would want to make sure that it's not, it's not physical. And I mean, there are clinical issues. And I want to make sure that we don't just say, hey, read and pray when uh, people might be clinically depressed and really need to see a medical doctor and a Christian counselor, et cetera. But with sort of general anxiety for all of us, I would say, here's what I want you to do. I want you to set your alarm 20 minutes early. And no matter what, when you wake up, do not look at your phone. Um, do not put it on the TV. I want you to meet with God. And I want you to go to Philippians chapter 4. And for the next week, all I want you to do is read the first you know, nine verses slowly and little by little memorize verses 6 uh, through 9. And, and just let that, in whatever version you want to, Talk out loud to God. Second thing is, no matter what happens today, I want you to get a good workout. I I want, you you need to get sweaty. That'll kick endorphins Mm -hmm. in and that'll help them. And also, uh, if it's only 15 minutes, but meet with God, do something physical. And then no matter what your work schedule, I want you to have one good talk with someone you really trust. And all I want you to do is ask two or three simple questions. Uh, How are you feeling today? Where is God speaking to you? and how could I help you? And, and all those three things do is they set your mind and your focus on the Lord. And as a man or woman thinks, so is he, or so we become. Second, you're, it's amazing what happens when we get some vigorous exercise in terms of what it does for our body and what it does for our mindset and just the sense of accomplishment um, and then the third thing is if you get connected to other individuals where you can honestly share what's going on. And the last question is, you know, what's going on in their life? Angst happens with a sense of helplessness. We have to be a part of the solution. It's an amazing thing that when you're anxious or hurting, if you'll look for someone else that is really struggling and you serve and help them, mm-hmm. I don't understand it all, but it's that sort of spiritual law of give and it'll be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over back into your lap. Um, I, I'll close with a story that's been helpful. Carl manager the manager Clinic, great psychiatrist, psychologist, and this story was told of a man who was clinically depressed and they tried everything. The most drastic treatments, They he couldn't break out of it and I thought he was probably, you know, going to go completely under and finally, Doctor Minajer came in and to his hospital room, and they tried everything. And he said, "You know, um, we really can't can't help you, but I'd just like you to. You know, I'm writing a prescription, and here's what I want you to do." Uh, I don't care if you feel like doing it or not. And here's the names of other people that are either clinically depressed or they're dying of cancer. And I'd like you to just go there, ask them how they're doing and give them a word of encouragement. And for a week, what he was to do is to go around to these people that were hurting. And after a week he broke out of his depression. Wow. There's something about getting our focus off ourselves. Yeah.
1: Really good advice. And, uh, and Chip, I, you know, Thank you so much for taking some time today to, to sit down with me and, and give me some advice that I'm going to be using, and I know those listening will also will also use as well. Um, if you'd like to hear more from Chip, you can find him on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I don't know if he's on TikTok yet, but uh, the other ones, uh, you can find him, Chip Ingram, or just search Living on the Edge on Facebook and also livingontheedge.org. Chip, again, thanks so much and And here at the light Fm chip, we're we're going to continue praying for you and and your ministry um, in the days ahead as as the end of the year is 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 coming up. Thanks so much, Chip.
0: My privilege, great to be with you. and Father, we both ask right now for every single person listening that you would encourage them, that you would give them a high and clear view of you that they would feel your love today and that you would deliver them from anxiety and the fear and the stress they're experiencing in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you enjoyed today's Community Spotlight covering issues that matter to you in your community. If you have a suggestion for a future program, just call 800-330-9648. That's 800-330-9648. Be sure to join us next week for another Community Spotlight with Braxton on The Light FM.